in the grand scheme of eternity, there are things that will live in infamy. There are things that will be recorded in history that go on until the end of time. This isn't one of them. This is not one of them. Welcome to the greatest song that you've never heard podcast. I am Chris Cochran, and I hear, uh, sit here alongside my host, Mr. The Infamous, <clears throat> Mr. Phil Anderson. Infamous for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Uh, welcome, and thank you. <laughs> you look a bit distracted today. Well, you know, you said host. I'm like, no, I'm just a co-host. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Yeah, hi, Chris. Hey, hey, Phil, how's it going? It's going really well. I'm queuing up the song as we speak. Oh, so. is that what it is? Yeah. A little lack of preparation? Well, I have the H. I just haven't got the preparation. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. There's a, a old school shot. Anyway, uh... Yeah, well, I'm, I know right where I'm going. Cool. I just have to get there. Let me help you with that. The reason we do this show is uh, several years ago, Phil and I were having a conversation. And I said, you know all those songs that are the greatest song that you you think is like, how does everybody not know this song? Well, we play those songs for you. Now, the other person across the microphone from me doesn't know the song they're getting until they hear it for the first time. So I'm going to today experience this with you as a listener for the very first time. I don't even have any uh lyrics yet yeah you do do i okay well Uh, you should i I don't all i get is a set of lyrics and we don't even know what's coming until we actually listen to the song together together first time everyone so phil you have some songs that you've selected for us well a song today i'm assuming yep and you are going to tell us a little bit about it now are you going to preface this with anything i'll do a little bit you know uh i'm (laughs) i'm finding with except a couple weeks ago through a, a beatles tune that caught you off guard which yes. makes me so happy but i've been kind of leaning female mm. and um you know i don't want to get <laughs> sorry i'm laughing because chris's face just really changed um oh. we do record this in the same location it's true so it's not as if we're like remote in our own little you know individual studios so many jokes went through my head when you said i'm that's leaning right female i am leaning female in the in the uh, artist yeah <clears throat> and uh I, I kind of like it. Right now, I'm just listening to a lot of female vocalists and singers and things like that. So my first job out of high school was at a radio station. And I worked in radio for, I don't know, seven, eight years uh, as an on-air talent. And when I entered radio, one of the premises that you would use when you would choose your music, because we, we didn't have fancy... <laughs> I Talk about being an old man. Yeah. We didn't have... And the station that I worked at was fairly incompetent as far as technology went so you didn't have a pre-sorted playlist or anything you were on your own to pick out your own music which was fantastic i mean i can't think of better a better job really but there were several rules one of them is you never play a female artist back to back really yes (laughs) isn't that weird you know we've been watching the marvelous mrs mazel Mm -hmm. which i love the show great show watching this newest season yeah we watched back-to-back episodes uh last night and uh I was just amazed at how people lived then. Right. Like, you know, oh, don't worry. Uh, I found she wanted to marry this guy, but he was uh, a tennis player or something. So I diverted him. So she won't meet, marry him because he's not good enough. Wow. We're still looking for the doctor. Right. I mean, things like that just drive me nuts. Hmm. Absolutely drives me nuts. And one of the lines was, you know, and, and hopefully she'll be happy to. Well, I mean, if she is, that's good, but that's not the main thing. <laughs> Come on. So, yes, uh, there are many changes. That's one of them. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah. We'll go back to back. Yeah. And you'd always uh, we had we had three classifications for songs. You had and in our station, every station was different, but ours had uh, red, 
yellow and green songs. Red songs were like super high energy. Yellow songs mm. were middle level, and then green would be like a really slow song. The first like a ballad. Time yes. Ever I saw. Oh, that's the exact yeah. kind of song that would be a a green song. I used to never like that song either, but it's a fantastic song. Always, always, always come out of a break with, with a high energy with the red song. Yeah. But the exception to that is after seven p.m. You don't play red songs at all. At all. Isn't that Try- fascinating? I, the weirdest rules. Yeah. Well, and it was arbitrary, and I'm sure that some of that wasn't like mainstream. It was just the one I worked at because our program director had never worked at another radio station and those kind of things. So there's, I'm sure there was some of that. But I almost said something political right now, and I didn't. I caught myself. <laughs> I jammed it back well, down my throat. Well done. Thank you. I'm well done. starting to mature. Tell us a little bit about you. You're not going to give us a hint. I, oh, just the, that's about it. Okay. Yeah. This is a song that I've only. Well, you known said you've been leaning female. Yeah, well, so you have an idea it's going to be female. Or I have an idea that you decided to not pick a female because you're no. biased. <laughs> no, not at all. Because of your misogynistic tendencies. I'm just kidding. You're just sending all of this um, misinformation out in the world. There you go. <laughs> Let's just jump right into it then. <laughs>
I, there, are, there are things I love about this song. There are things I really disliked about this song. But let's start with, I think it's called The Ability to Swing. You're right. Sounds like the harmonies remind me a lot. I don't think it is, but it reminds me a lot of Manhattan Transfer. Yeah, I hear it. Yeah. Uh, I saw, by the way, when I was in Sweden, an inordinate amount of Manhattan Transfer records in record stores and thrift stores and stuff. Really? Isn't that yeah. weird? Oh, quick story. No, I'll tell you that story later. <laughs> no, you'll forget. I was in a record store. I was in a thrift store that had this giant record section in the very basement. You had to find it. I, I didn't know where it was. And this guy's in there, and he's got all these really cool albums. And I'm like, oh, I got here 10 minutes too late. And I said to him, hey, there's a Frampton album here that is brand new, still in the packaging, and all the inserts are still inside. If you're, and he goes, well, that'd be really cool if I was into Frampton. So then he goes on to tell me he lives in a one-room house, like one-room apartment. Okay. Uh, has seven thousand records at his house and he wrote the definitive book on the influence of the beat sound from england like wow. the beatles and the mersey beat you know on swedish culture wow yeah it was super cool chance happening it was really cool but uh anyway back to this song didn't uh, there are things about it i loved things about it i didn't love and it sounded like manhattan transfer i saw a lot of manhattan transfer albums while i was there more than you'd think you'd find yeah. in another country but uh. I, I think one of the things you didn't like was probably the same thing that almost kept me from playing this song Really? It was the synthesized Th- thing. That was me. one of those yeah, things I, is that Every time I hear that, I'm like, you know, once. Just get right. it out of the way. But I, feel, and I the, almost didn't play it because of that. I don't like that. And the bass actually is, I loved the bass line, but the bass itself is, you can tell it's an electronic bass. It's not mm. a fretless bass. It's yeah, yeah. a keyboard playing fretless bass. Well, there's not a whole lot of fretless basses out there anymore, are there? I mean, there are people who have frets on their bass. It's called a cello, Phil, and anybody can find one. <laughs> well, an actual... Well, that stand-up yeah. bass, yeah. You can buy a fretless bass. They're easy to find. My uncle used to be the only electric bass player in Seattle that played a fretless bass. Really? Uh, Fender. Yeah. Mm, very cool. Yeah, they're they're still findable, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And I would imagine the jazz world like this, they're pretty easy. To One would life. think. Um, I did, I, my guess is this is between 89 and 93 time frame? Yes. No, it's not. Okay. Fascinating. Yes. Uh, 
the let me think what else did i i wrote some stuff down here oh there were some lyrics in here that got lazy to me <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh that did that literally it says dislike fake horns uh it isn't worth a bean i didn't like that line that drives me nuts yeah uh, gonna break it to you bucko so for me that's a personal thing because yeah. there is someone in my life who used to say the word bucko all hey, the bucko, time and i'm, I'm gonna start calling nuts. you what's up bucko and it isn't cool to abuse the ability to swing. So here's why I found this interesting. Because that it's grammatically line, incorrect? No. That line assumes that the ability to swing is somehow a positive thing that one could employ to get something out of another human being. And so therefore, it isn't cool to abuse. Hey, listen, when you used your ability to swing on me, I was uncontrollably urged to do things I shouldn't be doing. You are thinking of swinging a different interpretation, different... No, no. Uh, I'm not thinking, thinking about the dance floor. I was thinking about the dance floor, too. Okay. That's why I was saying it's like... like he and, and the other thing about some of the lyrics in this that drove me nuts, it, there's a... We've already referenced this uh, a couple of weeks ago. There's a song on... Um, uh, Ringo Starr's second solo album mm. called The Greatest. One of the lines in the song, and I looked it up so I could share with you. Yeah. Because this falls into, there were some lines in this that fell into the same category. The The line in the song is, now I'm only 32 and all I want to do is boogaloo. Oh, yeah. You're that lazy that boogaloo is what you use to rhyme with 32? Yeah. John Lennon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, there are some bands and artists that get away with whatever they'd like yes. to. So outside of those things that I hated, it was a really good song. I really resonate with the song because of the pocket. Yeah. And just the, the tempo, I think. Is, there's some songs. We've been watching American Idol, and we saw a song, and I can't think of the name of it right now, but it was slowed down just a little bit, and it's... It, it just made all the difference in the world in a really positive way. Mm. This had great tempo, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for swing music. Right. Okay. And this song, I just really like it. And I didn't recognize the artist when I started listening to this a couple of years ago. And so did a little bit of research on her. She's a jazz singer. Please tell me it's Brenda White. <laughs> Uh, Christmas in the Northwest. Christmas Brenda? in the Northwest. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> That'd be pretty good, though. Uh, her name is Patty Austin. I know that name. How do I know that name? She's been around. Yeah. she's She was born in 50. Okay. She's 71 now. She recorded this not between 89 and 93. It sounds like there was an era, especially within certain genres of music, where they went on this like band-in-the-box tirade where it was like kind of pre-milly vanilly. Where everybody was playing pre-done music and you would just get on stage and sing right. to some, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, there, was a, there was a nickname for Millie Vanilli. What was that? It was because uh, he lip-synced everything. Yes. I can't remember it right now. Uh, the Those fake horns or whatever yeah. that synthesized, Modern Woman, Billy Joel, had that same sound mm. in that song. Mm. And I just am not a fan. I guess a little bit more rocky song, rock and roll song. I can get it. But no. this, I don't think, I don't think is worthy of it. Uh, this so now was, there's no excuse for those fake horns if it wasn't between 89 and 93. Yeah, it was 94. Oh, come on. <laughs> 1994. Yes. Off I know the, my production. Off the album, That Secret Place. Well, she must have been just a little behind the times. Was still using those fake synths. <laughs> so, Patty Austin, yeah. And... I, I I just like this. I love the they in the lyrics they said scat. I wouldn't really call that scatting. Right. But I love that part. I just 
uh, that was my favorite part of the whole song was that scat part with all the harmonies in there it was really well done yeah just fun and again great pocket great um, rhythm and tempo and I just really like it and I like swing dancing yeah so this resonates with me a lot this song falls into one of those categories of I bet you live this song is incredible. Oh, right. Yeah, this would be a song that they would stretch to... It's already almost a five-minute song. They would stretch this to be a like a 10, yeah, 12 yeah. minute song and everyone gets a solo and things like that. That's yeah. what I get from that. Um, but I agree. I think live this would be kicking. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Patty Austin, um, old school jazz singer. Not related to Sean. No. Patty Sean? Oh, Sean Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that out there because that's the way I'm rolling today. Ability to Swing, Patty Austin, and the album is called? That Secret Place, mm, mm. 1994. Hmm. And uh, it, it's fun stuff. I actually have this on um, a playlist I call Feeling All Right, ah. which is just music like this that just it lifts me up, but it's not, not in the red. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think you made reference to that. Yeah. Uh, on this episode or last I week, did. I can't even remember. I now. did. That was this episode. Oh, good, perfect. But this would be a song. And you told me about your transitioning and leaning woman. I am almost there. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we digress so quickly. We do. It's all right though. Good song though. I liked it. Oh, good. Uh, you didn't love it, but that's okay. It's a, it's one of the one of the okay songs I've never heard. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even publish this now. What's one of the greatest songs that most people have never heard? Okay, let's go with that. Yeah. Because I can't say because I've heard it. Yeah. So. But you wonder why more people haven't heard it, and maybe it's just the quality of the song. Or. <laughs> I'm, I'm, now I'm just giving you garbage. I'm not actually. I'm about to get up and walk out, and you have all my. <laughs> and suddenly there was only one host of the greatest right. show. And he had to come back to grab his mics. <laughs> He's not leaving without him. Oh, thanks, Phil. Tell people where they can get in contact with us and tell us I'm gonna, that they are disagreeing with me and how terrible and wrong I am. Or agreeing with you. Maybe. Who knows? But I doubt that. I will say this. My mouth is hurting. My jaw, my, my cheeks are hurting because I've been laughing and smiling so much <laughs> during this, this session. And I like that. So if you're on Twitter mm. and you want to tweet, mm. you can tweet us on Twitter at the greatest song you never heard, which is G-S-Y-N-H podcast. Uh, and then, of course, on Facebook, we didn't dice and slice it at all. It's the greatest song you never heard. But of course, Chris, we have a website. We do. Don't know if you knew that. I, I do. I, I actually built it. <laughs> so if you don't like it, that you can blame that on me. Okay. It's the greatest song you never heard dot com. And uh, anytime you have any comments, feedback, some song requests. Mm. We'll take those all. We may not do anything with them. And we may do something with them. That's true. Well, what if we had... What if we could bring a song that neither one of us knew and someone else played it for us? That would be cool. Yeah. We That would be uh, maybe once a month. Or like a guest a host. Qu- yeah. Yeah. Hey, Brian, are you listening? Yeah, maybe he is. He'd, he'd probably play... Oh, I have a song from Brian we should use sometime. Uh, you're leaving me on the edge of my seat yes. on purpose. Okay. Well, with that said, any other shots you want to take of the song? No. I think I did a good enough job already. (laughs) With that, we'll see you next time on The Greatest Song You've Never Heard podcast.